Hi, everyone. Here is hoping your week is off to a great start. I am at the beach this week, so I am sending you so much sunshine and happiness and self-care and all of the good things I can send to you from my family vacation, which happens every summer in North Carolina. So this week on the show, we are going to do a deep dive into love and relationships. One of my favorite topics to read about, talk about, all of it. We will kick that series off with today's fantastic guests, Cameron Hamilton and Lauren Speed, who are authors of the new book, Leap of Faith, which chronicles their journey as singles before their appearance on the hit Netflix show, Love is Blind, which honestly got me through the first part of quarantine in March, 2020, and their marriage, which is rock solid and yet also a daily work in progress. These two are exactly as they were on the show, authentic, genuine, and totally in love with one another. I hope you enjoy this chat as much as I enjoyed having it with Cameron and Lauren. Take a listen. I love a good love story. And if there is a cuter couple from reality television than Cameron Hamilton and Lauren Speed, I don't know who that would be. I fell in love along with the rest of the world watching Cameron and Lauren's love story unfold last year on Netflix's Love is Blind, where couples met sight unseen in pods and got to know one another without seeing the other person face to face until the proposal. So spoiler alert, Cameron and Lauren got married and are still so happily married that they have written a book about love, Leap of Faith, which comes out June 15th. Cameron and Lauren and I love your love story and welcome to I'd Rather Be Reading. Thank, Thank you, you so, so much. much. We're so excited to be here. Thank uh, you, you both look us. fantastic. I wish my listeners could all see how beautiful you look. So let's oh. set the scene before the two of you went on Love is Blind. So Lauren, you write in the book, quote, I always figured that by the time I turned 30, I'd have it all figured out. The amazing mm-hmm. career, the handsome hubby, the beautiful home, maybe a baby on my hip and another on the way. But my yeah. 30th birthday had come and gone and those things never felt farther away I think so many women Lauren including Mm -hmm. myself see 30 as this arbitrary number where we have to have everything set in place and figured Uh out but as you know um Lauren life and love rarely happen on our set timelines right so Lauren you went to Cuba and immersed yourself in living life to the fullest and working on becoming the best version of yourself you could be so tell us if you would a little bit about that time in your life yeah I mean during that time I was really at a point where I was frustrated in a lot of areas of my life with my career with my dating um just in life in general I wasn't where I had kind of set up these expectations of where I should be in my 30s I was very far from it So I had gotten to a point where I was just like, you know what, damn all this, damn what society tells me I should have or what I should be doing. I'm just going to really love on myself and spend time with myself. And in that time, I decided to take a trip to Cuba. I went there all alone by myself, no family, no friends. And it was honestly one of the best trips that I've ever taken. I had time to reflect. I had time to just walk around, enjoy the sights, enjoy the art. 
And for me, it was honestly life-changing because I think so many of us get just kind of caught up in the things that society says that we should do instead of us just listening to ourselves and listening to our hearts. Like, just enjoy you. And that's what I decided to do at that time. And I feel like as soon as I released all of that stuff, the pressure that I was putting on myself, somehow that's when the universe kind of brought all the things that I really wanted to me when I stopped pressuring myself to be and do that. I will second that because that the exact same thing happened to me. COVID allowed me to really take the pressure off myself to start dating. I ended a relationship in the summer of 2020. So for like nine months, I was totally single and not meeting anybody. I mean, barely leaving the house. It allowed me to do that inner work that you did on yourself and Cameron, you did that too. We'll talk about that in a second. And then when I was least expecting it, I met someone in March and it's just been the best relationship of my life. And I think that's because I did that work, you know? Yes. So Cameron, let's talk about you. So I found it interesting that when you found out about Love is Blind, that was not the first time you'd been approached to be on reality TV. So tell us about that and and what got you to mind especially what you in the book call your training days which is epic <laughs> like, that is, like you want to talk about doing the work before you meet the right person Cameron did the work so tell us about what set you up for to meet Lauren on love is blind yeah yeah that's it, it was so it felt so much like kismet really because I had this job downtown Atlanta that's where the office was and I was approaching the office building. I saw this line of guys outside the building. I'm like, what is going on? So I went to the the front of the line and saw someone with a clipboard, asked them about it. They were casting for Married at First Sight, Second Chances, which is kind of like The Bachelor. But I talked to the casting person and, you know, I, I can't remember if I gave them an email or a phone or something, but they're the same company that that does uh, Love is Blind, the same production company. So they must have given them something. But um, at the time I was in a relationship. So I, you know, I just kept it moving. I thought about it was kind of interesting, but you know, there was nothing I was going to do at the time. And then months later, I get this crazy message from an unknown number and (laughs) followed up with it. And then, you know, long story short, here we are. So uh, yeah, it, it, it all seemed to be very faded in that sense. But mm-hmm. you did the work, Cameron. I mean, yeah. you went into Love is Blind like an Olympic right. athlete would go into yeah. competition. Like you <laughs> trained for this. And so, yeah. yes, it's kismet. And yes, we have to agree that the stars for sure align. But you both individually, and that's what I want to drive home, is yeah. like do the work on yourself, yeah. focus Absolutely. on you, and then love comes. And that's, that, is that's what right. happened to me. that is what happened to both of you. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, and it comes never on our own timelines, right? I mean, I'm 34 yeah. and I expected, you know, everything you expected, Lauren, mm-hmm. long ago, but yeah. it happens when it's supposed to. So you show yeah. up at Love is Blind, completely formed, confident people, which listeners, if you haven't yet watched Love is Blind, what are you doing? You absolutely need to do that right now. Cameron and Lauren are definitely the standout couple on this show. And honestly, again, like I told you both offline, made me believe in love again. So mm-hmm. you're in the pods, right? You're meeting, how many How many people did you talk to in the pods? Like 20 15. people? 
Yeah. Yeah. 15 uh, guys and 15 girls. Okay. So when did you know that the other person was the one, like what would tell for those that haven't seen the show, what was that moment for you? Wow. For me, it was definitely, believe it or not, it was the second date. Cameron and I, which is uh, shown on the show, we actually both started crying when we started talking about our families and I had never experienced that dating period. First crying on a date, like who does that? I did it and fell in love. So um, I think at that moment, I knew that he was special and I knew that we had a connection that I never felt before. And it was something that I just had to pursue. It was almost like the sunshine came in like, you know, and I had to see it through. Yeah, absolutely. And and that was definitely the start. Even from the first date, you know, I knew that there was something special there. You know, there was something telling me like, wow, this is someone that you really need to know. Um, you know, everything from just the way that she laughed to the way that she described herself, the kind of confidence that she had, all that was immediately attractive. And then, like Lauren said, the second date where we talked about our family was so important. You know, by the third date, I mean, we're talking about dates we'd like to go on in the future <laughs> together. And it just really snowballed. And, and you know, over those 10 days or nine days of dating, uh, we, we just used every minute as efficiently as we could. Mm-hmm. How long did you have in those pods on each date? Um, it kind of differed. I think when we started, the dates were shorter, but towards the end, it got up to what i mean total film days were like 16 hour days right. and uh-huh. sometimes we had three hour dates multiple times a day so yeah. it got to be pretty extensive yeah, yeah it could be up to like six hours for, yeah. for dating a person yeah and you have nothing like it's not like you're going on you know the bachelor bachelorette like these crazy elaborate dates literally you're just sitting there and talking yeah so you really get to know the person and so you know lauren you write and this is it you write brilliantly about how there's the person and then there's the representative Mm -hmm. person in the book so with that in mind take us kind of behind the scenes of life on a reality tv show what is a day in the life like on love is blind man well first off you wake up totally tired from the night before because we probably only got like three hours of sleep because we probably stopped filming at two three o'clock then you got to turn around and get back up at five to be back on set um once we get on set you know you hurry up you get dressed you go and it's just kind of crazy because it's just like instantly cameras everywhere. And in the book, when I talk about the representative, it's just kind of something that happens to a lot of people when the camera's around. When a camera is, is around or even on a first date when you feel right. the need to kind of be something more than yourself or put a little extra on yourself. Um, and of course that happens uh, during our process. Saw it a lot. And um I don't know, I guess walking through a, a day. Yeah. Oh, Cameron, what's your typical day? Like, you don't have to do hair and makeup, so your day might look yeah. a little different. I don't know about that. No, well, right. I definitely do hair, but <laughs> not usually the makeup. But uh, yeah, the day, the day in the life, I mean, to summarize it, I mean, it is on reality TV, it's, you know, cameras 16 hours a day. Mm-hmm. But I think the important aspect for us was focusing on our relationship. You know, all this other stuff is peripheral. Uh, and, and I think it takes special 
kind of perspective to be able to do that because you know obviously being surrounded by 200 or 400 cameras however many it was uh something that could be anxiety inducing but um yeah. for us i mean the focus was our relationship and and it was very much tunnel vision once we established that connection with each other but it was definitely interesting being uh, around all those different personalities so and... much personality oh my gosh oh, yeah. <laughs> so that was definitely an experience all in its own outside of you know right. us you know finding each other and falling in love and getting married it was definitely a time that we will never ever forget and, and so much wasn't shown on yeah live yeah. you know so much mm -hmm. of our dates, of our interaction with the rest of the cast. Yeah. You know, just things that were so pivotal to us. And that's part of what we wanted to convey in the book was just like where our minds were, what were all these things that were super important mm -hmm. that never were shown on the show. So I think that's something that readers can really expect and get some excitement out of. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. You do that beautifully in the book. I mean, the book is just it's just a modern love story, honestly. And so so you get home, the cameras are off now. No more 16 hour days of filming. So what makes your relationship work when so many couples especially, I mean, couples in general, so many couples fail, but especially it feels like so many couples that met on reality TV fail. I know that you go over a number of tips in the book, like your family meetings, which I have started adopting in my relationship, yes. um, awesome. compromises you've had to make for the other person. So tell us about those and other ways you keep your relationship strong. Absolutely. I think for us, like even some of the things that you mentioned, just checking in with each other and really having that communication. I know everyone's always like, oh, communication, communication, that's what you need for a successful relationship. But the fact of it is, is that so much can really happen through conversation and honest and true conversation about how you're feeling with your partner. Just a quick check in, because as I always like to say, people are always evolving as individuals. You know, and then once you put two people together in a relationship, you have to learn how to evolve together as a team. So I think that that's why a lot of relationships don't work because people are evolving separately instead of together. Yeah. So for us, that's really been one of the things that's really helped us is just talking to each other truthfully, honestly, which is something that we really kind of picked up from being on live because that's all we had was talking to each other and just being really transparent and honest. And that's something that we've carried throughout our relationship. And that's really been one of the things that's helped yeah. us, you know, maintain a healthy, successful relationship. And adding to that, one thing that we wanted to do in the book was, as Lauren said, people talk about communication being important in relationships, but they kind of leave it as a hand-waving sort of explanation. We wanted to dig into what, mm -hmm. for us, the communication has meant or what specifics have helped. I think one thing that's been really important has been when there's a disagreement, um, conveying it trying not to put blame on the other person, but saying how this particular situation uh, makes you feel like, you know, it's something trivial, like, well, seemingly trivial, like uh, the kitchen being messy, like, let's say, you know, <laughs> saying like, hey, you know, I really want to make sure we keep the kitchen clean. Can we agree that we're going to make sure all the dishes are put away before we go to bed, you know, something yeah. like that versus saying you never keep the kitchen clean. You're always leaving it a mess, you know, speaking in absolutes, yes. because life is never really absolutes. There's always, 
gray areas, there's always incremental progress or failure. So that's, I think, something important to keep in mind. Yeah, because a lot of the times it's not what you say, it's how you say it. Yeah. You know? Oh, absolutely. And I'm yeah. so glad that I found this book in the beginning of my relationship. We've been together a little over three months. And this book is like a manual for how yeah. to have a healthy relationship. And that's why I think all listeners should pick up a copy of it because it's it's given me so many tips to make my relationship healthier. And so personally, I thank you for that. So um, awesome. my best, yeah, thank you so much. So one of my best friends is in an interracial marriage as well. And I know that there are unique challenges that come along with that. Cameron, I know you spoke in the book about how you are just an incredible ally for Lauren in the fight against racial injustice, which of course I love and respect. So mm -hmm. talk about the experience of being in an interracial marriage in 2021 and maybe share with us how we can all be allies in that fight for racial justice. Yeah, well, I think one thing is recognizing that it starts with trying to educate yourself um, about what's going on, about historically what's happened in terms of racial injustice, prejudice at large, um, but, and also recognizing that, you know, your partner's not only living the current events that happened, but has to deal with the burden of historically the injustices that, that they've had to face. And, you know, so that I think to me means that you can't burden them by asking them a ton of questions and using up all their energy. They might need space to heal and recover and, and just asking them personally what you can do to help them on an individual level, yeah. um, as well as being educated, educating yourself about, you know, what you can do in a broader sense. And, and if you have a platform, you know, using that to speak about it is important too. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> for the most beautiful couple and like I, I wish the oh, listeners could, could see the way that you are still interacting together how, so I know the timeline I know the show came out in spring of last year but when did mm. filming actually ha like when did when when did you get married I guess like yeah so we got married November 2018 so it was a whole oh my gosh. yeah you got married in November 2018 yeah y'all been married for nearly three years yeah wow. It'll be three years this year. Yeah, we got married on Lauren's birthday too. We did. Did you really? Oh, yeah. I love that. I love that. So, have have you kept up with other members of, as you call them in the book, the Pod Squad? How are they doing? <laughs> yeah, are, is, we, are any of them are Barnett and Amber still together? Like, is anybody still yeah, together? They are. They're yeah, still yeah. married. Okay. Good. Good. Yeah, yeah, man. Amber is still married. Um, talk to Mark and his fiance. Yes, they're yeah. expecting, she right? The show. She was not on the she show. Right, different show. person. Yes, but yeah. um, are they, is everybody doing okay? COVID-ish, like post-COVID? Yeah, yeah. everybody's doing, doing well. You know, Mark's gonna, or, oh, I was gonna say baby on the way. He has a baby now. Um, oh, the baby's born. Okay, I knew yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Matt and Amber are doing well. You know, they're they're living their best life. So <laughs> yeah, everyone's everyone's doing well. They've all found their own path. Mm -hmm. Well, the book is so good. Listeners, you have to get a copy. Leap of Faith, June 15th. My last question for you two lovely people is, what do you hope readers take away from Leap of Faith? Yeah, so we hope that, you know, readers after reading Leap of Faith 
we really wanted our stories and our journey to really inspire them to take their own leaps of faith. I mean, a lot of people, you know, came to know us through our experience on Love is Blind, but there's so much more to our story. I feel like so many people see the success as, as a lot of people like to say, quote unquote, fairy tale of it. But we were two people before then. We had struggles. We had things that in our dating life that sucked, that were very unhappy, dark times. So we want people to know that it's all been a journey. And yeah. even if they're on their own journey, to keep the faith up and keep trying to do things to make you happy by taking right. leaps of faith. So that's what this book is all about. Well said. And I would just add on to that, you know, in taking those leaps of faith, one thing that's important to do that is to believe in yourself, mm -hmm. even though other people, even people close to you might be resistant to what you want to do. I mean, that was the case for Lauren and I going on to love is blind or, you know, making changes in our career, things that go against what's comfortable or go against the status quo. You know, if you believe in yourself and your intuition is telling you to do it and you've really thought about it, you need to trust yourself and, and go for it. Absolutely. Aren't you so glad that you trusted your gut? Because here yes. we are. I know yeah. I said that was my last question, but I want to I wanna um, ask one more question. I want to take both of you back to you Lauren especially that moment where you just thought love maybe love isn't for me you know maybe this is not in the cards for me yeah and what you know was it worth the wait I mean I know the answer to that but like I want to hear you say it was was it worth the wait and are you so glad that it worked out just as it did oh man it was definitely worth the wait and I could not have written a better story I mean God wrote the story I didn't write it but just yeah, it's a God that, love story for sure. Yes, and I, I, like you said, I had gotten to a point where I had pretty much given up. Like this, I received, you know, the message to go on the show and it was just like, what? And even when I got it, I was kind of like, I'm not doing that. Like, that's kind of crazy. So it kind of took a minute for me to come around like, well, maybe and open myself up to it. But it's totally been, been worth the wait. And sometimes you just have to focus on getting out of your comfort zone of what you think the timeline of your story should be and just relax and live life and it'll come to you. If, I, if there were one message from this interview in the book, it would be what Lauren just said. Just yeah. trust the process, have faith in whatever, whomever you have faith in and Absolutely. just live your best life and, and open your heart for love and it will show up for you. So Absolutely. again, the book is Leap of Faith. So good. June 15th. It's it's what I call the modern love manual. Um, the Hamiltons, everyone. I love love. I love the two of you. Thank you so much for being here today. And Thank you. this is a pleasure. I wanted to offer up two companion books to Leap of Faith, which you should absolutely grab a copy of. Nothing Personal by Nancy Jo Sales, who is one of my favorite magazine writers and also the author of The Bling Ring, and Mergers and Acquisitions by Kate Doty. So Kate was a reporter for the iconic wedding section of the New York Times. And this memoir chronicles that work while simultaneously chronicling her own journey of falling in love. Both are worthy of a read and total page turners. Highly recommend. So as I mentioned in my chat last Thursday with CJ Wade, and as I mentioned at the top of the show, I am on vacation this week. So as such, there will be no Thursday three. 
and instead will feature another author interview, this time with Desiree Hartsock Siegfried, who is a former bachelorette and the author of the new book, The Road to Roses. So I will catch you on Thursday. And hey, take some time today to read a good book. And while you're at it, tell someone you love them. Talk soon.